Hello and welcome to episode 951 of The Sleeper in the Bust. It is Thursday, July 8th. I'm your host, Paul Spore, joined this morning by Justin Mason. Justin, good morning, sir. Good morning. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm a little under the weather. I don't know if you can tell. Yeah, it's, I can. It's, yeah, it's there in my voice. Uh, trying, I think I had this on. Did I have this on Tuesday? Yeah, too, yeah we would, talked yeah. about how stupid it is to get sick oh, yeah, in the summer. Yeah. yeah, and I have not really gotten that much better yet. So I'm, I'm working through it, but otherwise all good. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm tired. Some asshole decided to set off fireworks last night at one o'clock in the morning, which woke up my two-year-old who did not want to go back to sleep. Uh, On the seventh. Yeah. Yeah. Technically the eighth. Or the, yeah. yeah. After By then it was the calendar eighth. Yeah. Yeah. What, like, what are you doing? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, like, and, and like, I, I mean, if you want to set them off, like I get it. It's been happening kind of all week though hasn't happened the last day or two uh but, but like one o'clock in the morning on, on a work night yeah yeah like, no I, I come on like that there's limits i'm not i'm not mr you know waving my finger at everyone can't do this can't do that but one o'clock midweek not even on the day mm-hmm. several days after the day that it's widely accepted get real that's yeah, I, I totally felt like Yo, like Johan Oviedo screaming, shut the <laughs> fuck up, at Mike Yastrzemski. Except they were actually doing something. Yeah, Yastrzemski exactly. maybe wasn't. I, I, he was mad, dude. Mm-hmm. He was mad. Which, hey man, if you're going to get that triggered by somebody on second, the Giants got to use that to their favor, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'd be having my guys like, make signals every time oh, they're yeah. on second base and uh yeah. or saying shit every time you're on second base if you're gonna get into a pitcher's head like that uh there, there were a lot of people on twitter who were like yeah it's like oh pitchers should do this more often what i'm like okay yeah i mean i, I don't think like, they should but no i think it's i think it's lame i think it's like uh, and it clearly I, showed he was rattled that's the thing. Like, I mean, he no pitched way. well, but... Yeah, I mean, he pitched five, four innings, two runs, but four walks, uh, three hits, three strikeouts. guys. I think there's some upside with Oviedo here, um, in the future at least, maybe not this year, but he's only 23. He's got some good raw stuff, but if, the, if this is where he's at mentally, he needs to clean up the mental game a little bit because I just don't think you can be getting that, uh, that bothered by folks on second base. Because, I mean, maybe Yaz wasn't giving signs. Maybe he was. But somebody will be. And, like, mm. what are you going to do about it? Chuck the baseball at them? Yeah. You know? I, I mean. While they're on base? He's got to stop walking people. Yeah. That's that's really the big issue right now. And there's more strikeout upside in his stuff. He needs to learn how to use his stuff. That It's it's the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't don't be surprised if he becomes something down the line. We'll kind of keep an eye on Oviedo, but uh, it wasn't a great start. My, my 40th round pick in this draft I'm in right now. Oh, the uh, is it the um, yeah the second uh, half? Fastball? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, pitching and outfield. If, you, if you're going to do one of these drafts, just a, just a word of warning: attack pitching and outfield early. Like it gets. I believe in. it. I believe it, especially with the outfield stuff. I feel like that's something the community's been talking about a lot. I know uh, Jeff Erickson, Scott Jenstead have been in on it. I think everyone's seeing it in their leagues, in their on their waiver wires, um, because you know a lot of us play five outfielder formats, mm-hmm. and in those, I don't care if you're in a ten or twelve team 
replacing somebody is difficult, let alone if you're in a 15 trying to do it. And I wouldn't even be surprised if some of the three outfielder formats were dealing with it too because outfield just feels thin this year. It just feels thin. And um, maybe maybe there's a little uh, a little boost on the way. Now, this guy will not come up with outfield eligibility, but it's uh, it's one up, one down situation. Let's get into the news. Manuel Margot goes to the IL, but it facilitates the call up of Vidal Brujan, who should play some outfield and and get that outfield eligibility in relatively short order. He starts with second base, so he's going to be a second base outfield guy pretty soon. So uh, first with Margot, I know you're pretty big on him. Do you have in a bunch of leagues this year? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. So that's not great with the hamstring strain, especially because one of the main reasons you got him was for those nine stolen bases that he has. And I know that that's worrisome anytime there's a lower half injury with somebody like that. Um, not supposed to be crazy, looking like he could return around the deadline. It's, that's you know That's like a three-week deal. That's still not great. Um, you're holding Margot though, right? Based on everything we just said about the outfield. Yeah, I, I think you're holding. Um, and I mean, he hasn't been great yet this season, but nine and nine is pretty nice. Yeah. But I mean, you're still getting what you paid for, uh, you know, two fifty two, nine and nine, like you said, um, it's, uh, it's fine. And he's, he's playing fairly regularly. He's played 76 games, 290 plate appearances, I would expect him to play quite a bit when he comes back as well. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I mean, Margot's a guy I, I still really like. Uh, so. And so I'm, I'm holding on to him. And yes, I, I have him, just my NFBC leagues, uh, which I believe I've got 21 NFBC leagues. Um, and that doesn't include the, the, the two new ones um, uh, for the for the second half leagues. Uh, most most amount of shares of one player, Cedric Mullins at 14. Second most is Manuel Margot at 12. Oh, no. Wait, was Brujan sent back down? No, no, I don't believe so. Oh, then... Um, because he's not on roster resource. In the they may not have updated because he originally... No, he got, he got sent back out. He was just there for the doubleheader. Whoa, that's... Because uh, all the uh, all the beat writers oh, were saying he was staying up. So yeah, he came up for to... the second, the doubleheader, but I thought he was supposed to. The Rays are expected to recall the 23-year-old before Friday's game in which they okay. will announce another corresponding move. They're just buying themselves some time. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <sighs> Breathe easy. Okay, so let's talk Bruhan. He comes up. He started the season just absolutely on fire to the point where we're talking like, yo, he could be up before Franco, especially with Franco's age. That was something I was saying. I was wrong. Um, but he has nine homers, 15 steals, 259, 344, 471 at AAA switch hitter, infield, outfield, really cuts like a Cattell Marte figure, right? Mm -hmm. um, with, well, uh, as some, but somebody who will actually run with his speed. Yeah, I was going to say, as someone who we, what we thought Cattell Marte was going to be. Yeah. So talk to me about Bruhan being up. Um, even when Margot comes back, I think there is some playing time for him. It might not be every single day. But I don't mean to be rude because, you know, we're Twitch homies as well, if I can flex that. But Brett Phillips is hitting 85 WRC plus with a 39% strikeout rate. Does he really need to be playing as frequently as he is? I don't think so. So I think Bruhan will have some playing time when Margot gets back. Um, how aggressively are you attacking a Bruhan pickup this weekend? Extremely aggressively. 
Um, someone asked me, uh, someone on Facebook messenger, uh, messaged me, um, and was like, Hey, I've got, you know, Vidal Bruhan is coming up. Uh, I need stolen bases. Like how aggressive should I be? And I said, I, I would put, if you have $1 bids, I would put 80 to 90% of my remaining fab. You mean $0 bids? Oh, sorry. $0 bids. Yes. Uh, yeah. So that you can. Yeah, you know. so that way you, if you if you run out of fab, you can still make pickups. But uh, you, you need to be aggressive, especially if stolen bases are what you need. I mean, he already yeah. got a stolen base in in that doubleheader. Yeah. Um, and he has a ton of speed. He's got a very good hit tool. I expect him to hit for a decent enough average to keep uh, a pretty regular roll. He has power in the bat. I think more power than... Our scouting report on fan graphs gives him credit for nine home runs in you know, 49 games at AAA this year. So, uh, yeah, I think he I think he can be a legit top 50 player uh, rest of the way if everything goes right. Yeah, no, I definitely think there's there's some substantial upside with Bruhan, I do think he has more than the 30 game power there. I think he's closer to is his 40, 45 um, raw mm-hmm. uh, already because, you know, I, I think you can get double digit homers out of him in a full season. Probably not the rest of the way unless he really hits a power surge. But I think somewhere in the, the high single digits and potentially 15 to 20 steals. I know that's a bit of a wide range there, but even if you if you got the lower end of that 15, That'd be great. Yeah. So they have um, – I, I did this yesterday in my chat. So let me find this because somebody asked me for a uh, you know, a, a projection of what he could do assuming he's up and playing. And so I did the numbers, kind of figured he'd play – I think I had him for like 80% of their remaining games. And I said five to seven homers, 12 to 14 steals. And that's without even playing every day. Yeah, I think that's light on the stolen bases too. I mean, it all depends on what the team I mean, lets him right. do. Yeah, you know, that, I mean? that's why I played it a little conservatively. Yeah, so I, I do think if he's playing eighty percent of their remaining games, I think he should be able to get to fifteen stolen bases. It's not a team that has been like uh, been conservative on base paths. Mm-hmm. So I would expect them, you know, and they already, like I said, already. Let him uh, <laughs> steal a base. In yeah, his, in, he's, he's already know. got one. That'll uh, be uh, sixty-two games. About um, yeah, what you're talking about there. 80 percent of their remaining ones. Fifteen steals in sixty games. I think he can do it. I mean, he he did fifteen stolen bases in forty-nine games at AAA. Exactly. Uh, in in AA last year or in twenty nineteen, he did twenty-four stolen bases in fifty-five games. In uh, in high A, he did twenty four stolen bases in forty four games with with good rates too. Yeah, these are these are quality success rates that Vidal Bruhan has been getting. Um, you know, seventy nine percent this year. Uh, let's see what this one was. That's seventy five percent, and then that one was eighty three. In the reverse order of what you said, that the triple A, double A, high A, those were the percentages. So he's very very adept on the bases right now. Uh, takes his takes a decent number of walks for not being a major power threat, doesn't strike out much. Again, I'm thinking Cattell Marte uh, earlier career when we thought he would run more with less power. And I don't know if he's going to develop 30 homer power the way Marte did, but, uh, you know, full season, I think it's 12 to 15 homers, 
upwards of 35, 40 steals. So I really like Bruhan. I'm going to be very aggressive this week. I th- and well. For those of you in keeper leagues, obviously he's probably already gone, though. Unless, yeah. I mean, if you're in like maybe one of those like really, really shallow keeper leagues like Yahoo or ESPN, he might still be there. I do, and I think people are going to think this is a hot take, I think he's got more fantasy upside than Wander Franco. I don't think that's necessarily that's yeah that's kind of what I was getting at this year by thinking that he'd be up sooner too mm-hmm. because of the speed. Not that Wander isn't fast. I and I think I mean Wander's an all around better player, but the speed upside on Bruhan with the hit tool, uh, I think makes him potentially a better uh, fantasy player or fan yeah fantasy asset than yeah. than Wander Franco. I I think from a fantasy standpoint, that's not. Uh, that's not out of bounds. I mean, especially because he's, he's posted double-digit walk rates the majority of the minors. That's what I love, and that was something that I liked about Marte when he was coming up. I was like, oh, he can utilize that speed. He just never utilized that speed. Mm-hmm. Bruhan, I think, will though. So that's good. Uh, let's talk about Clayton Kershaw going to the IL. Um, it's not particularly actionable from a Kershaw standpoint. Just want to use it as like a check-in on him. Three thirty-nine ERA, .98 WHIP. Uh, with 127 strikeouts in 106 in the third innings, he has nine. He's nine and seven. He's, he got he's got 16 decisions in his 18 starts already, um, and and barely over a 500 record. Just just to further outline how little win loss record <laughs> it, it indicates your uh, your actual. Yeah, you're, you're on skills. like the best team in baseball. Isn't that and wild that he's nine and seven. He's got a 3.39 ERA with with even better underlying numbers. A sub one whip. Yeah, and he's he's one half of his games um which is super frustrating for for me because i have them in both my main events um, yeah you want those dubs nine dubs isn't too bad though i'll take it uh, but i mean i i prefer him to be like you know 13 and three right now you would you know, you, you'd like it if he had I, a better record i Justin. would i would oh, okay okay it would i appreciate would. that that's that's the hard-hitting advice people are here thank for. you um and i i appreciate that and they do too uh, but yeah, I mean, he's been amazing. I'm hoping that this isn't super serious. Yeah, it's um, left forearm inflammation. I, I didn't say that at the outset. There um, looks like feels like a caution type thing. We hope. Maybe I'm maybe I'm trying to convince myself that that's what it is. And maybe some load management too, because he's already got a hundred and six. What I meant innings. by the caution. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree there. Uh-huh. Um, and that way he gets this week off at the front end. Gets the All Star week off, maybe another week after that, and they just play it. The problem is, unlike previous years, they're not backloaded with guys that just fill in and they don't miss a beat. In previous years, somebody like a Tony Gonsolin or a Tre- uh, um, I almost said Trevor May or a Dustin May would like enter the rotation and maybe for that three weeks pitch even better than mm-hmm. than Ken, than Kershaw somehow. Uh, they don't have that. Right now, uh, it's kind of funny just kind of the way it's working on roster resource. They have a three-man rotation: Bueller, Gonsolin, Urias. Yeah, because they're running bullpen games they with did Mitch a, White yeah. and uh, yeah, Price. Yeah, Price is going to pitch three innings in uh, his next quote-unquote start. They've got Phil Bickford, uh, mm-hmm. like Edwin Uceta. They've and, got uh, they've got like a seventy-four-man bullpen right now. Correct, correct. So that's how they're going to run it. Um, are you, so you are on the less worried side with Kershaw, thinking that this is more 
precautionary than potential disaster? Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, though, I mean, my my heart is just palpitating, but I think that's yeah, more just it's... how much I have personally invested in them. I think this is this is the Dodger like the Dodgeritis type stuff that they're gonna kind of just be you know be careful with certain guys. They're they're planning for the playoffs. They 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 care about October and November um, more than the regular season. They're uh, you know they're what I think a game and a half back on yeah. the on the Giants. They they expect to pass the Giants at some point and lock up this division uh, some point in August. So uh, I think. Uh, I think yeah, this is probably just being careful, um, and maybe it is a little bit of something. But I don't think. I mean, he's been so durable. Uh, yeah, I don't. In think terms of serious injuries, that I think it'd be. Yeah, fun. I, I don't think it's like absolutely nothing, but I'm not panicked right now, especially the timing of it. And maybe I'm just convincing myself, but I, I'm gonna at least wait and see before I, I panic. And obviously, we're not cutting or anything like that, so it's not actionable. Um, does anybody like a Mitch White or an Edwin Yuseta uh, appeal to you in any way where, where a you know two to four inning guy would be useful or, or do you not care? I mean, if you could tell me exactly who was going to be the bulk guy and who was going to be the quote unquote like opener. Um, yeah, it I would... got screwed by that with McHugh. You know how I'm always mm-hmm. saying how much I love those middle guys in my head to head league. I, I, I got a two inning start yesterday from McHugh. <laughs> Dang it! Um, so I should have known. I think if you like, if you're playing DFS or if you're in a daily moves league, where or like daily pickups league, where you can like pick up a guy knowing that oh, okay, you know, uh, David Price is going to start three innings and Mitch White is going to be the guy coming in next. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, maybe I'll go after Mitch White. He'll be super cheap in DFS or or you know easy to kind of stream off of uh, the waiver wire, but. Uh, in in your kind of traditional weekly moves leagues, they're not. I, I don't want to play around with those kind of games as much. So to stay on the Dodgers for a moment, Gonsolin looks like he's getting back on track. You look definitely great. be buying in on him right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's on waiver wires, but check. You never know. Um, I think he walked five pirates. That might have been enough to disgust somebody in the cut. <laughs> that was his first outing. I'm kidding. I don't <laughs> think that happened. But um, he, he was having major walk issues. And then he had the gem here against Miami. Uh, just again, just make sure. But I doubt he's available. Um, so he's he's back on track. And the fact that he only has 21 innings, I think he's going to be a big innings guy for them to get to the finish line. My question is, how many innings is Julio Urias going to get this year? He has 99 already. How many more does he have left in the tank? Do they give him an 80 spot and get him to like 180? Is it more like 60? Where, where do you come out on Arias's workload the rest of the way? Because they've always had the kid gloves on with him. Um, he This is a career high right now in the majors, 99 innings so far. So every inning he pitches is a new MLB high for him. How many does the 24-year-old lefty get uh, down the stretch here? I think he get 80 to 90. Uh I mean, we have to remember, like, he threw 55 innings in the regular season, but he threw 23 innings in the postseason. And you can count those as, like, 1.5 to 2x in terms yeah. of what they, you know, what they're doing to you. And they don't, like you kind of mentioned before, like, they don't have the depth to not kind of roll him out there fairly regularly. I mean, he'll get That's what I think. the occasional skip, or, or maybe there'll be a, a Phantom IL stand at some point. But I don't think that they're going to necessarily like 
completely limit him. Uh, I think he's going to be just as valuable as he's been. Uh, and he's, Unless they go get like three starters, which I am concerned about. If if I'm banking on Urias to get you know at least 75 innings the rest of the way, which I think he will. I, I agree too. I I kind of felt coming into the year that this was the year to take take the reins off a little bit with Urias. Let's see where he's at. He's supposed to be a potential ace. Can he do it? Uh, within reason, obviously, you don't want to burn him into the ground. And then October, he's not there, especially for as instrumental as he was last October. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how that goes with him and and where they do what they do with the trades. I think they trade it for at least two starting arms. What about prospect Josiah Gray, though? Are you keeping any any tabs on him? He's 23 years old at AAA right now. Uh, just I think he just got there. I don't know. Was he hurt? Maybe because he only has seven innings. So I don't know if he was hurt. Or what's going on as far as that goes? I'm actually looking this up right now. Okay, the first outing was on May 6th and then July 4th. So that tells me he was hurt. He just came back through two innings. But because his workload's been so light, once he gets ramped back up, could Josiah Gray be up, do you think? Yeah, I or- think he could, especially if he's good. I mean, he's clearly their top prospect uh, and one of the top pitching prospects in baseball. Uh, and if they decide that they don't want to spend as much on the open market, because I think there's going to be a lot of teams looking for starting pitching for sure on the market. I think it's going to be really, it's going to become really expensive, especially for some of these controllable arms uh, that they could just decide, Hey, maybe gray's ready um, in like August uh, to kind of come up and at least be a piece in this uh, rotation before transitioning to like the bullpen uh, for the playoffs. So, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he's definitely a guy that could be worth stashing in leagues where stashing is a viable option. Yes, I think I think so, too. I think he, again, provided the health is there. I think Josiah Gray, um, I think just by the nature of, of their lack of depth, is going to get an opportunity this year to uh, to show some things. He's 23. I don't see any reason why, why you want it. It was a shoulder issue, by the way shoulder impingement so he's back as of the fourth through two innings probably going to need another you know three starts or so but i think he gets promoted at some point this year as long as everything goes well with that so that's the dodgers situation right now let's move on to the white Sox. i got i got one good one bad okay we're going to start with the bad white Sox because we didn't get to uh talk about the the fallout from the yasmani grandal injury uh, it turns out it's going to be four to six weeks because he re-injured the the calf, um, that check swing that he had, it was, or excuse me, a tendon in his knee. We thought it was the calf. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm all over the place. We thought it was the calf being being uh, re-aggravated, torn tendon in his left knee. It's going to be out for a while. So another star down for them. But Eloy Jimenez is going to start a rehab on Friday. So again, good news, bad news situation. Let's talk about Grandal first. Um, are you cutting him, or do you hold three catchers? No, I think you gotta cut him in most so formats. If you don't have an IL spot, um, my wife is in this situation. She's like, "I gotta cut him, right?" I was like, "I think so." Yeah, I, I would. I'm going to actually. Uh, so I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I will be cutting him this week in some leagues because I'm not holding three catchers. Yeah, I think it's really hard because, I mean, we say four to six weeks, but 
this is one of those injuries that like, you know, Jason will talk about like as like it's never four to six weeks. It's always, never. you know, um, it sounds always... devastating. And so and like, if it's eight weeks, that's two thirds of the remaining season. Exactly. And then how how aggressively do they do they use him um, when he comes back? Maybe especially because they are a playoff team. Yeah. And they need him for the playoffs. So, I mean, it's yeah. tough to cut the fourth best catcher. You know, because even hitting 188, he's fourth best on the Rasball Player Raider behind Perez, Posey, and Contreras, um, which says something most about mostly about catcher, but also about everything else that he's been doing with the 14 homers, 38 ribbies, and 42 runs that Grandal has. Uh, it, it, it's 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 a big loss though, and I I do think he should be cut in most formats where you don't have the IL spot instead of holding three catchers. As far as replacements go, you know you can. If it's one catcher league, guys like Eric Haas are probably still out there. Um, trying to think who else would be out there. And who the heck are people going to get in a two-catcher format? You're going to go get Zach Collins. That's a- <laughs> you can get Zach Collins and just get his direct replacement. That is certainly possible. What about um, – are you interested in William Contreras at all? He's they, kind of faded They just a sent him bit. down. Oh, I missed that. Well, yeah. That must have been why he was cut. They, they brought in the up TGFBI they, league. Yeah, they just brought up Jonathan Lucroy. What? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Is, uh, uh, is it 2011? I don't We're gonna know. We're going to party like it is. Yeah, when was the last time he was relevant? Uh, yeah, okay, well, b- bottom line, and I, again, I say this to myself because I have grown all in a few leagues where I'm going to cut him. Good luck replacing him. It should be a lot of fun. You're gonna you're gonna have a blast. Okay, let's enjoy that. Uh, I want to. We, we give you the best advice. I know we really we really help out. I, I, whatever. I mean, do, yeah. There's right? not With much. Catcher, it's like uh, just go look at your wire and whatever the hell you can get that has a pulse. Um, I like to usually give more names, but with catcher, I just don't know. Uh, but yeah, Eloy gonna start a rehab on Friday. This will be one of the lengthier ones. I think a rehab can be up to a month. Or like 25 days or something? 30 days, I believe. Okay, you can do a full month? Okay. Because mm-hmm. uh, I know there's a limit because of out-of-the-park baseball. Because I tried to send somebody yeah. on a rehab and I just wanted to park them there. Because I didn't want to use them, but I also didn't want to And that's why them. there's a limit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. Zach Collins. Um, uh, John Hicks just got brought up. Uh, from uh by the by oh, uh, yeah. the Rangers. He has thirty home runs in nine at bats. I don't know how he's done it, but yeah, he so he's going to be a popular kind of replacement. Uh, you know, Austin Barnes uh plays you know regularly enough. He's you know somewhat decent. Um, uh the the Cubs just uh so, uh signed Chirinos. Um to a one-year deal because all of their catchers outside of uh, Wilson Contreras are injured. Yeah. So yeah. He, he'll he get some playing time. But, like, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty gross. Jake Rogers, you know, I mentioned Eric Haas. Rogers is, like, the, the starting catcher. Haas fills in but then can also play in the outfield. Um, and that's why they have that. You know, Tom Murphy and Fake Luis player. Terenz. I know. Uh, either or has been available in a lot of leagues. So there's... There's, there's some names. It's not going to be great. But I will say this. You didn't lose batting average, so taking one of these batting average slugs is not the end of the world because it's not like he was – Grandal was doing anything for you, you know? 
Yeah. So I, I definitely think like, okay, I, I can get somebody who's hitting 211, and that's actually an improvement over what uh, what Grandal was doing. Uh, but with the Eloy Jimenez rehab, going to be out, probably spend most of the, the rehab down there. What is your expectation from him when he comes back? I mean, my guess is that, you know, they're going to be kind of careful with him. He is a huge piece of their future. So I don't think they're going to bring him back if he's not ready to go. I kind of expect him to be Eloy when he comes back. Uh, and so uh, if those of you who have stashed him on your ILs, uh, good for you. Because I think what you're going to get a nice little infusion of talent. What about the leagues where he's available? What are you, uh, what are you putting in there? I think you should have grabbed him a few weeks ago when you could have gotten for a few bucks. Uh Easy but, to say now. Yeah. Um, it's not but, easy to stash a guy like that in the NFBC format. By the way, they took him off the board in my – well, wait, never mind. He was – took him off the board before the draft in my main event. So I guess he'll come back out when he's um, – when, when he was officially back. Should I save for that? I might, yeah. If, if you don't need anything like – in particular right now, like you've got a really strong team, you're in first place, uh, and you're, you know, Thank you're you. really looking at the overall or, you oh, know, you're saying if I have those things. Okay, yeah. Sorry. If, well, no, if you do, and I know you are in that situation in your main. Um, so yeah, I think I would probably try to save a, a fair amount of my money to kind of go really strong on a guy like Eloy for the, for the, you know, final stretch. I'm fifth in cash. And um, there's some quality, th- like a lot of the people that have more money are are in the mix. It's not, uh, you know, it's not the guys at the very bottom, in- including Rob DiPietro. He's sitting there with a few more bucks than me, and uh, he's in fifth. And so I-, I wonder if he'll be looking at him. You know, hitting's not my biggest need, but it's Eloy freaking Jimenez. Yeah, so. you're not going to get a talent like this off the waiver wire. I mean, it's... It's really Vidal Brujan and then this, and I think that's going to be your main talent source. <laughs> come off the so then you kind of decide, you yeah, know, which or, one or your is your team can decide too, right? Mm-hmm. If you need the speed or if you need the power. Mm-hmm. Um, or, and if you need the in, infusion of talent right now, or you can wait upwards of a month. Or if you need an infielder versus an outfielder, right? Cause True. Because Brujan True. can play second. So, uh, you know, that may just fit your team construct better. But I do think... He's someone, if you can pick him up now, you need to go pick him up uh, and just try to stash him for the next you know, few weeks. Uh, or if you, you have to wait until he's actually up, then, yeah, I mean, save a little bit of fab. He's available in my TGFBI league. Doesn't surprise me. And, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. He's sitting right there. He's 81% rostered. He's 2% started, so... You need to find who's starting him and kick that person out of TGFBI. <laughs> yeah. Because that means they clearly have not uh, changed their lineup. That's my that's my guess. I'm out here ratting on fools. I'm sorry. But uh, fix your lineups. Anyway, let's move on. We are on a little bit of a time budget here. Rowdy Telez traded to Milwaukee, and everyone did the obvious but still funny. Sometimes an obvious joke is still very funny. Um, the Spider-Man meme with him in Vogelbach. Mm-hmm. Very easy, but excellent. I still laughed very heartily because um, that's basically what he is, right? He, he, he's basically filling in for Vogelbach, who's hurt, and he is Vogelbach, right? Yeah, and I think this might be a little bit of a long-term play, too, with the idea that DH will be 
here in 2022. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but I mean, this still uh, holding out hope for this year at all. <laughs> a little second, bit, second, yeah. I think it, I think it still can happen, right? <laughs> <laughs> Manfred gets drunk at the All Star game. He's like, you know what? Nationally needs the age, man. I'm I'm I, I messed that up, man. I'm sorry. You know what? Listen, okay. we took away Spider Tack, but we'll give you guys the we're, DH. We're gonna do a trade, okay? We can keep the Spider Tack, but you guys can have the DH, dude. That's cool. It's mm-hmm. cool, man. It's cool. Uh, yeah. So second half NLDH. I loved Telez coming into the year. Uh, those strikeout gains last year, I thought had some viability to them. Not that he was gonna maintain a 16% strikeout rate, but he was at 28% before that, and I thought he could uh, be closer to the 16 than the 28. I thought somewhere in the low 20s would be great with his power profile. He takes, you know, takes a few walks, nothing crazy, but I thought we could see a breakout from him this year and it has not come to fruition. He did, the strikeouts actually did go where I thought 22% fine, but he has a 125 ISO and a 63 WRC plus. Um, do you see a surge here? Not unless they're going to actually play him. Uh, and my my thought was they were making the trade so they could send Keston Hira back down to the minors. That hasn't happened quite or yet. To the moon. Yeah, to the moon. <laughs> it might happen though, because since that little like burst uh, we got from Keston Hira when he first came up, he's been atrocious again. So, Weird. Weird. Yeah. Who could have seen that? Yeah. Who? Surprise. Who possibly could have seen that besides everybody? So uh, yeah, I, I do want him to be good, but my goodness. Yeah, I do think we could see. Uh, Tellez get a fair amount of playing time here uh, moving forward, uh, especially if they do make a move. Because, I mean, they also have Jace Peterson starting at second base. Which... Hey, relax. He hit a home run off the Grom yesterday. Oh, no joke. Hall he's actually... Well, no joke, though. He's actually out of his mind right now. Four homers, yeah. four steals, 268, but, I mean, how long do we expect that to continue? I don't expect it to be that long, but he's not going anywhere right now is my point. Mm-hmm. You're bringing him up as somebody who can be replaced, and I'm saying they're going to at least let that streak play out. Sure, but we're at, about to get a week off here, so it's like... He's you know, like, no, no, I'll yeah. start breaking. I'm going to we'll Keep it home. going. Come keep on. it going. <laughs> Send me to the minors so I can keep playing. <laughs> let, let, let me stay hot right now. Um, but yeah, so Tolez... Looks like a platoon guy right now, but he could be the strong side. So we'll see what happens if he can hit the ground running. You know, uh, somebody tweeted me asking if Telez could get some of that Adamus Milwaukee uh, Milwaukee dust from when uh, he moved from Tampa Bay to Milwaukee. And I was like, I don't quite see that for Telez, but I do still hold out some hope. NL only. What kind of money would you put on NL only? Aren't you in an NL only? I'm not. This is my first year not in an NL only. Oh, okay. Um, so if you were though, what would you what would you put on him? Because we've talked about this on the show before. You've talked about it with Jason a lot. How little talent there mm-hmm. is, and this is like a viable player, at least in the respect of an only leagues waiver wire. What what kind of what kind of uh, boost would you put on Telez and Fab if you need power? Let's just say you need power. The position doesn't matter. You can use some punch. I think with the with the trade deadline coming up so quickly, I probably wouldn't like unload on it. Like I, I wouldn't be. That's fair. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I mean, there's 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 uh, yeah. gonna be there's gonna be a lot. It feels like there's gonna be a lot of movement at the trade deadline. That's and a great that's a great call out. Be careful because he might not be the only thing. You might actually be getting an infusion. Let somebody else make the uh, make the big push on Telez, and then you wait 
for for the gems. There's going to be a lot of sellers. I mean, just, you know, the twins are going to sell. You know, we could see Nelson Cruz get moved. You know, uh, the Island. Royals are going to sell. The The Rangers are going to sell. We're going to see Joey Gallo Pirate. get moved somewhere. Wait, wait, wait. Do you think that's that's actually going to happen? Joey Gallo? Yeah. I think it's a really good chance. That'd be awesome. I think I think there are some teams that really, really want him uh, or would really love to have a guy like him. Uh, yeah, I, I do think, you know, the Orioles are clearly going to be sellers. You know, we could see uh, guys on their team get moved. The Marlins are going to be sellers. The Pirates, uh, the the Diamondbacks, Rockies. So, I mean, there, there's going to be, and then there'll be a surprise team. Uh, Tigers, you know, Jonathan Scope's going to get moved. And, you know, all yeah. those guys are more interesting than Rowdy Tillis. You know, yeah, so exactly. No, we, I think we that's assume... A, that's... Half of those make it over to the National League or something like that? that that's a really good call out because I think with I, I wasn't quite thinking about that. And I would have said to put a big healthy, healthy bid on um, on, on Tellez. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because it is right around the corner. And with crossover players, you know, we could get a bunch. And I agree with you that, that there, there should be a good bit of movement. And you don't want to be left broke bidding on a platoon guy with a 12 WRC plus. Actually, it's 63. Sorry, how dare I? Um, but you don't want to be caught, you know, making a mistake there. So that's a great call out on Telez and the trade deadline. And we'll talk more trade deadline after the break when you get back out from your vacation. But let's uh, let's put a few guys in focus here. One up, one down, really. Joey Votto has uh, recaptured his power stroke. And I got to be honest, I kind of thought that he was firmly in the Miguel Cabrera portion of his career, you know, where where the power had started to evaporate. He had a little flourish last year, too, but I, I was nervous that, like, ah, he's just going to kind of be whatever. But at 37, he's looking pretty good. 259, 342, 473 with 11 homers in uh, 231 plate appearances since coming back. Uh, on June 8th, he has six of those homers with a 906 OPS. It's a 35 homer full season pace. Is Votto someone who should be rostered in all formats? Question mark. I think we're pretty close to that. I think 10 teams uh, kind of depends. If you don't on, have a CI. In, yeah. In 10 teams, like or I maybe it's your util uh, yeah. type guy uh, or, or even just a bench bat. I think yeah, I think he's pr he probably should be rostered in every league. Maybe you know, maybe not on every specific team. He's a pickup, but uh, yeah, I mean, he is being really aggressive inside the zone. You know, seventy one percent zone swing percentage, uh, making you know eighty percent zone contact. So you know, below his career zone contact numbers, but above his zone swing percentage numbers, and that's why the average isn't. Uh, you know, Votto-esque or vo Votian. I, I, I don't know how to... Uh, Votoian? Vato, no, Votoian. No, it's, not, it's not working. Uh, so, I like Votto-esque. I, think that's, the, I yeah. think that's the play. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think he's, uh, he's given up a little bit of the patience for, uh, for, for to, you know, get some power here. And, but only a little. I mean, he's only striking out 23% of the time. Uh, which for like anybody else in the majors is like, well, that's amazing. Uh, exactly. 
so yeah, I think he, you know, he plays in a great park, uh, you know, and it's still a pretty darn good lineup uh, when you've got two MVP candidates in that lineup with you in, in, in Winker and uh, Castellanos. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot to really like here. Uh, pulling the ball uh, quite a bit. I mean, that's what he's done over the course of the last two seasons. Is he he had always been kind of a 35 percent pull percentage guy, 46 percent last year, 43 percent this year. Uh, hits the ball hard and is yeah. pulling it, and that's leading to the power. So I th- I think this is pretty sustainable. Uh, and that we'll get back to you know him having his first twenty homer season since two thousand seventeen, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, I mean he is more available than he probably should be. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with that on Votto. And uh, by the way, I don't think I was clear. I thought eighteen nineteen was was him getting into the Mickey. This transformation, as you pointed out, started last yeah, year. Yeah, it did. And and uh, I was not clear about that, making it sound like it was just this year. But no, he has twenty two homers in his last four hundred and fifty four plate appearances for Votto, and that's fantastic. So he's got um, the highest hard hit percentage on Statcast since they started recording that back in twenty fifteen. He's just destroying he's the just, ball. He's just he's hitting them and he's his I highest barrel percentage of, of that time frame too. One, one of my absolute favorite players uh, yeah. over the course of his career. I, I just, his personality adds to it. Of course. He's I don't just, love his personality, but, um, but I think, I mean, he, he, you. you can't not respect what he's done. Like he's all of skills are excellent. Yeah. yeah I, mean. I think so too. I actually think so too. Um, all right, let's go to the complete opposite end of the spectrum and we should give like a content warning. Cause this is so gross. Glaber Torres is he good at baseball? <laughs> um, let's uh, let's let's talk let's talk the trajectory here. Now back in the 2019 season when the, when the he's just 22 thing was was hot and uh, the Baltimore meme because he absolutely obliterated Baltimore. I wonder if maybe we didn't give enough credence to the fact that so much of his numbers were built off that because I'm pretty sure and I I don't have the math handy right now but i'm pretty sure that he was like at a, like a, like a 770 ops against the rest of the league but his 13 mm-hmm. homers and 1512 ops against every against baltimore like carried his line and then last year he got a pass because pretty much anybody who's good got a pass why why is he terrible like he's so bad this year 239 327 307 carrying over last year's struggles, like, what's going on? I think everybody points out the fact that he crushed Baltimore that year, and they kind of forget that we were playing with Happy Fun Ball. Oh, yeah. And I think that's That's a great place for Happy Fun Ball, too. Yeah, and I think he is the guy who has been most affected by the changes in the ball. Um, And I, I don't think he's this bad. He's clearly not this bad. Um... But he's clearly not anything close to what he was in 2019 and even 2018 because we still had a live ball in 2018 as well. So, uh, and I think, you know, some guys were clearly more affected by it than others, and he, he's the most affected. Uh, and uh, I'm not giving up. I mean, he's 24. Like, I think people also forget, like, he's still, like, super young. Yeah. Um, and I think he will turn it around. The question is, does he turn it around this year, and can people continue to afford to wait? 
Um, that's the question. And yeah. I, that that's a really tough question to answer because there is nothing that we've seen uh, recently, at least, that suggests, oh, he's going to turn it around. I mean, he hit 211 in June. He's hitting 125 in uh, three games in the month of July. Uh, he's got a total of one home run since May and three home runs on the season. Uh, the only like moderately positive is he's chipped in five steals. <laughs> so he's got, he has a chance to set a career high, which is six. Yeah. But, but I mean, deal. you like, can't steal too many bases when you're not getting on. When base. you're literally never on yeah. first with a, you know, 327 OBP, which is 20 points higher than his slug. It's so bad. I agree with you in the long term that like giving up on him at this point would be foolish. Um, but is there any form like are you cutting him in a ten teamer this year? Yeah, I don't I don't think there's any reason yeah, to I, I am. uh hold on to him in a ten teamer. I think in a twelve teamer It's uh, borderline. I think yeah, you can kind of make a decision based on what's on the waiver wire. Uh but I think that, that yeah, that is definitely debatable. Um I mean I the only place I have him this year is in an NFBC fifty. Um, so that's a 12 team 50 round draft and hold, but he has been sitting on my bench virtually the I, entire I it. season. It's, it's, it's been so rough, man. And it, it, it's emblematic of their issues, of course, because they have so much going wrong and he, you know, he can be kind of the poster boy of it. Um, although he seems to escape too much heat. I don't feel like labor, maybe, maybe I'm missing it. Maybe I'm not in Yankees Twitter or whatever, but you know, he's not getting, uh, destroyed for it but yeah he's still uh let's see here he's still 81 percent at espn that's about 20 points too high in my opinion at least yeah like, i uh, mean that is a 10 team leagues or you know yeah, mostly those, 10 those team are, league those are tens willie adamas is at 49 you know i won't shut up about him um josh rojas yeah he's still eligible. 89 percent at cbs which is mostly 12 team leagues I mean, I think even that could come down at 10, 15 percentage points, mm -hmm. I think. You know, it's just it's not there right now. And at the very least, he should be on your bench the way he is for you. Um, I think that's that's definitely something that you should do. Uh, you know, Nico Goodrum is, is just back for the Tigers. He's not like a superstar, but five homers, four steals doing the same thing. I think there's a better chance for him. To be, be to be doing well at this point, so there's probably somebody out there. What, what would you go, Brendan Rogers or Glaber? Rogers. Me too. I really too. like Rogers. We Me talked too. about him on the Sunday episode uh, with uh, Alex Chamberlain, uh, and, uh, and and Alex and I are both very very high on on Brendan Rogers moving forward. And you and I, uh, I believe we were we were pretty interested in him coming into the year. With our standard, I'll be honest, I caveat. was not. Oh, okay, um, then it was just me. Yeah, I just didn't know where the playing time was going to necessarily come from, and the injury history, especially, is what kind of scared me off. But rightfully scary there, um, as far as the injury history goes. One of the things we didn't know, uh, and I do talk about this a little bit more on, on the Sunday episode, so if you haven't listened, go back to that. Um, you know, one of the things you know, Alex, you know, and I talked about was you know his his bat path being so level through the zone really plays well to this new ball. You know, I've, yes. and I've talked about that Great. in terms wow. of other players, you know, having issues like Corey uh, Soler, you know, 
flying out so much like to the track because you know he's trying to launch the ball really high in the air and and the ball doesn't travel well that way um whereas with a guy like Brendan Rodgers you know his level bat uh path you know really uh allows the the ball to travel in a way that we're not used to seeing with with the baseballs in this new baseball now so uh yeah I, I would prefer Brendan Rodgers over Glaber Torres I think if you're in a 10 or 12 team league, he's definitely droppable depending on what's on your waiver wire. However, if you're in a keeper or dynasty league and you're rebuilding, this is like the perfect guy to try to go after. Million percent. You million know. percent. Because he's he's going to be discounted. He's 24. Four, yeah. And there's still real. Upside. It's still Yankee it, Stadium. It's still yep. on the Yankees. I know the Yankees have not been the Yankees that we expected to see, but they'd also like, if the Yankees were playing in you know a different if they were playing in the nl east of the al east they'd be in second place and probably the favorite <laughs> to win the division absolutely absolutely uh their circumstance right now hasn't worked but yeah this is exactly the kind of guy you go by you help a contending team by giving them you know whatever remains of of your quality talent and you get yourself a young your your younger or your um older uh good talent i should say and you get a young glaber torres to build around yep all right, let's play a little holder fold here. Carlos Santana got off to a great start. In fact, so did the the Royals at large. In fact, kind of had them as a sleeper. And I might have been doing a little confirmation bias when they were 15 and 9. Like, <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, you didn't know shit, Paul, because they're terrible now. Uh, they've completely come back to earth. Um, and it's 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 very ugly at this point. Where The Royals are actually in dead last. Um 255, 350, 392 over the last month for Santana with three homers. So he's not killing you, but it's pretty bland because the power hasn't really been off the charts. By the way, the, the Twins are back in in last by half game, so pardon me on that. But uh, is Santana somebody in shallower formats that you might be cutting? Again, in a league where you don't have a CI and maybe Joey Votto's available. Yeah, I mean, I would take Joey Votto over him, but... Uh, I, I think unless like I'm finding like a full-time player that has some real upside that like a Votto on the wire, then I'm probably not. He's actually been really hot over the last week. He's in 348. In fairness to me, I put him on the rundown last week and we just passed on holder fold. So <laughs> I realized that and uh, I'm, we I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable to just move on from this because we're both holding him. Yeah, I think we're um, both I, holding him. My only concern is that, like I said, the Royals are going to be sellers. Yes. And does he get moved to a situation in which he's not playing every day? That is a a reasonable concern. And then the reason I still kept him on, though, even though he's been surging, is because it paired with the Votto thing. Because at ESPN, Votto's in 40% of rosters, Santana in 90. And that should not be like that. No, it, it should be reversed. Um, and, you know, kind of adding on to my point about him getting traded... His platoon splits have been huge this year. That's what I was going to check. Yeah, so, uh, he's hitting, what, what, what does it favor? He's hitting 321 against lefties and 219 against righties. So if he gets moved, you could be, become a short side Ugh. platoon bat for a That's contender. Tough. And that would be really, really bad. So I think it is a hold for now and kind of wait and see what happens at the deadline. And if he does get moved, which I kind of expect him to... Uh, even though he does have another year on his contract, 
But it's not expensive. Uh, it's not expensive, and maybe the Royals want to get from under that, considering they've got young talent coming up and stuff. So, yep. Uh, he, you know, in the long term, after the trade deadline, if he gets moved, you're probably going to want to drop him, depending on what the scenario turns out to be. Yep, I think that's completely fair. Now, this guy was cut in a few of my leagues this past week, uh, so I thought he was perfect to bring on to hold or fold, and that's Victor Robles. And this one hurts. I, it's, I agree. I agree, man. Like, because I've been one of those who feels like he is going to develop, and he's absolutely not. And you know, again, you could wash away twenty as we did for so many guys, but now you got to really face the facts that he has a two fourteen, three three twenty eight, three fourteen. He has seven steals in twelve tries, so that's brutal. Uh, one homer. It's just not there for Robles. Now, I'll put the same Glaber Torres stuff, keepers and dynasties. You go buy a guy like this because he's dirt cheap. But in redrafts, hold or fold Victor Robles. I think in shallower formats, you can fold. Uh, it's harder to do in deeper formats because of the stolen bases. I mean, he still is contributing there. He could probably contribute another 10-plus stolen bases rest of the way. The really frustrating, yeah, I mean, the really frustrating part is he's doing exactly what we needed him to do to become not just like relevant again, but like break out. Um, he is walking at a 23% rate or sorry, striking out at 23% rate. He's walking at a 10% rate. Uh, yeah, those are skills we like. Like those are, and that's exactly what he wasn't doing previously, right? He was walking five percent of the time, striking out twenty eight percent of the time last year. Um, the problem is, he just it, it's like he swings a wet noodle instead of a bat. <laughs> it's so weak, dude. Because he makes so he makes eighty five percent zone contact, which is like right above league average uh, for, and he's you know not swinging outside of the zone. Like he's doing everything right. He just has so little strength in his bat that, um, yeah, he, he he just can't utilize the you know the skills, um, and like there's no reason to think that can change. Uh, exactly, we've not seen anything in Victor Robles's game to believe that that there's a big change happening. The 17 homers in 2019 was great with the 28 steals, but it's been a disaster since the start of 2020. I mean, he's like a poor man's Billy Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a really mean thing to say about somebody. But true, right? It is correct, <laughs> but it is very rude. Um, and I love Victor Robles because like... Uh, dude, I do too. We've both been on him... Looking he, for that breakout. After the tout or his auction, you know, I went, oh, I really wish I hadn't gone the extra few dollars on Victor Oflis. <laughs> now I really wish you I were right. hadn't gone the extra few dollars on Victor Oflis. Like, you're dead on about the um, the Billy Hamilton thing. He's doing everything worse than the, the current Billy Hamilton. Two homers, six steals, 235 average for Billy. One seven two fourteen for Robles, yeah, vile, and he's played thirty more games. Yeah, so B B Ham's out there, you know, replicating Robles in much less time. It's it's bad. It's bad all around. So 
um, I'm sorry. I, w- I will be honest. I was blowing my nose right after uh, I-, I threw it to you. I didn't hear if you're holding or folding. I think in, in shower formats, you can fold because there'll be guys on the waiver wire that can get you a handful of stolen bases the rest of the way and aren't going to hit 214. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, in your shallow formats, you can kind of move on. Are you benching in, in main, in the main, or are you, you getting every SB you can from him? I think it, it's league, or it's, it's your team context, right? It's, it's, uh, you got to look at your standings and see, okay, is stolen base is the place where I can make moves? If not, like, I don't even have a problem dropping him yeah. in a, uh, in a main event or a 15 team league. Uh, like, you know, if, if you're looking, cause I mean, if you invested in a guy like Victor Robles, chances are you were relying on him for about 25 to 30 stolen bases, which you haven't gotten. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, it may be a droppable in 15 as well. Yeah. I, I think there's certainly 15s out there where Victor Robles is droppable for your specific team. And then, uh, you know, you move on and maybe get Vidal Brujan. Okay. Garrett Richards, hold or fold. Uh, Jason, I think, was in on this very quickly, at least on our text chain. I don't know if he's discussed it on a Sunday pod with you about how badly the... He, the, he has discussed uh, it about 45 times. Okay, so then you, you've, y'all have probably heard it, but I'll recap quickly. Basically, he, he seems to be a very big victim of the, the grip stuff, the no-tack stuff, because he can't throw his curveball, and he's just been a nightmare now, dating back his last five starts. He has a 789... ERA with 37 hits and 21 and two thirds, you know, 365 Babbitt. You can't even say that that's like so egregiously high either. It's not like it's a 510 Babbitt where you're like, oh, there's some bad luck. No, he's just getting beaten around the yard. 11 strikeouts, 10 walks, six homers in that time for Garrett Richards. His season ERA is now up to 488. So he was pitching well to that point, um, at least ERA wise, or capably, I should say. Um, but I got to ask, hold or fold on Garrett Richards? Yeah, you should have folded a little while ago. Fair. Yeah. I mean, as soon as it started sinking, jump off that ship. When he when he uh, can get to the zone, he's getting crushed inside of it. When And then when he can't get to the zone, he's just walking the yard. So, I mean, it's uh, you haven't necessarily, you only had like one game. It was the Tampa game on the 23rd uh, where both happened. Um, but the other two games since then, you know, versus Kansas City and then at Oakland, it's been one or the other. Like he he found the zone, didn't walk anybody versus Kansas City, uh, gave up three home runs, um, walked three guys versus Oakland, you know, but didn't give any home runs because everybody got free passes. Uh, so like, yeah, just not someone you want on your team, especially in the AL East. Yeah, it's. It's really I, sad for me because I'm, you know, I mean, everybody knows I'm a big Garrett Richards guy, but yeah, this is, uh, this is not going well. I hope he figures it out. Me too. Um, but he is 33 and it's been inconsistent for a while. So I don't know. I don't know that he will. I do wish him the best. That's hold or fold. Um, Justin, I hope you have a great weekend. No waiver pickup suggestions this week. My, my waiver say- pickup suggestion is. Don't overspend this week unless it's on Vidal Perron because there is no, you know, week next week. <laughs> it's the all-star yes. break. So, like, don't no, waste a, a bunch call. of money because you can't stream anybody. You're not, you know, I mean, it's... Uh, and even if you're in a mixer, 
um, the trade deadline can be fruitful because playing time situations change. So yep. it's not just the AL NL only where you're saving money. You should save for the deadline in mixers as well. I would just say I do like Anthony Bender to uh, to eventually take Yimmy Garcia's role. Maybe just take it from him or Yimmy gets traded. So get on Bender now. He did get a save this week, so that might get him, garner some attention. But Bender's been amazing. So that's that's my guy, and I like your tip on Fab. Yep. All right, we'll end it there. Take care, Justin. Take it easy.